is up wrestling friends and family welcome back to chat grappling cheap pops with me jb the best chris in all of wrestling podcast mr chris dread and our very special guest for this week is james what's going on jay good thanks uh thanks for having me on it's, uh, it's been a long time coming i've been uh i remember watching your show when you were first doing just like the pay-per-view reviews yeah what it caused it's been a while so man it feels like we've known each other like obviously we don't talk to each other every day on like Twitter and stuff, but like, how long have we like interacted? It's been three years, probably three years, while. man. Three yeah, since years. 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's well, got to be like... free. And we, you know, briefly met you in Cardiff um, when you were when we went to Clash, um, which was great. And yeah, so people who don't know James's podcast, Cafe de Rene, that's been going a few years as well now, right? Yeah. It's, well, uh... in different iterations, let's say as well. I mean, you've been on youtube for a long time yeah uh like i started off on my show that 90s wrestling podcast and uh kind of kind of like what you guys were doing there just like reviewing classic 90s 3d pay-per-views with uh utt rob mags and dan i we we have spoke about bringing it back because we started off rumble 90 and i think the the next show we was gonna do was like SummerSlam 93 i think it was it's been a while though we haven't done that show for like are we allowed to swear on you? Yeah, fucking hell, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fuck. um, but I think it's, oh, shit, it must have been like uh, two years since I've touched that show. Um, the logo since... was awesome, man. It was like the In Your House logo. I remember. Yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, we've had, we had a great time doing it. And then I tried, I was getting too big for me boots. I tried to do it like prime time. I was trying to interview other people, which to be fair, I interviewed like quite a few of my favorite musicians. And that was fun. But then. Like cafe, like cafe day. Renee started. People ask me how it come about. Long story short, Renee came onto my show when I was still a wrestling podcast. Got along well. Uh, he, t- he told a story about Goldberg, like fucking up his shoulder, and must have met some wrestling d- dirt sheets and shit. Uh, Booker T spoke about it, but Booker T was kind of like defending Goldberg doing it. And then Renee, I forgot if Renee messaged me or if I messaged Renee about Booker T's. Uh, reaction to it so renee was kind of peeved about it so i'm like well do you want to do a response video and he was like yeah sure so i recorded uh booker t's video and i played it for renee and renee was like no this is what happened that's what happened because booker t started going on about the shit that happened to renee backstage like fuck they was on a tour in like italy and they took like he's he had like a real nice suit and shoes and they put it in like the toilet and like flushed in the toilet and shit. Renee like explained this is who done it, who told them to do it and shit, and why I didn't go. Because uh, the misconception of Renee, and I, I mean, I'll put him over because of the size he was. I mean, we all remember like he's run 0405. You would think he was a guy in his mid 20s, but he was only 19, 20 year old. And fuck, remember how immature we was at that age, let's be honest. So he got a harsh time. But anyway, done a response video that went over well and i said to renee i'm like hey uh sorry if you can hear noise in the background it's my little one i said to renee i said you ever thought about having your own podcast and he was like well, the other time i thought about it but he said i didn't know what kind of format i said well we'll see how we get on well i, I said for any podcast it takes like at least 10 episodes maybe longer to find your groove and what your style is and we'll see how it goes. And yeah, thankfully, got well received from fans. And yeah, it's grown. Uh, fingers crossed, keeps growing. Uh, we're almost at 21k. 
subs. So we're hoping to hit that by the end of the month. Uh, we've only got a week. Um, subscribe Cafe Day and everyone. Yeah, man, uh, do it. <laughs> but yeah, it's grown. Fortunately, you know, we've had some great guests on. I'm not going to lie, like some people we've had on is people who are heroes. And, you know, we all do it when we get someone on the show. You're trying to remain professional, but inside you like you know you're jumping for joy. It's like fuck, you know. <laughs> so uh, no, it's it's been great, and I've I've been enjoying it. Oh, I get it, man. We've we've been there with that with the guests and stuff. Like you are, you you try and maintain a level, and you're like, shit, this is this is happening. Yeah. I was like that with Sonny Ono, man. When Sonny Ono was on the show, I was like, inside I was like, fucking hell, man, this is fucking Sonny Ono. For God's sake, yeah. like, I, wouldn't, like I, I literally wanted to mark out. And Santino, that was the other one as well. Like, Yeah, I felt like that with Max Payne. Uh, Max Payne was fucking, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is the thing. When 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 you're a fan of, like, you know, these individuals, you when, but you're trying to sort of, and we try and, like, I'm sure you do, keep that rapport and you want to yeah. keep them talking. You know what I mean? You want to just, you know, dip in and out and just let them do what they want to do. But then in your head, you've got all these things. Just like, oh, fuck, you know, ask him this, ask him that, ask him this. But, you know, it's, um, yeah, it, it's very hard to maintain that professionalism sometimes. You know what I mean? It's surreal when you actually think about it. Like, because, like, we're all similar ages. Um, So we've grown up, obviously, like, well, I was born in 89. But my, so I started watching wrestling when I was, like, three or four. Well, that was because my father had like the tapes from like WrestleMania one, and you know before my time, I guess you could say. So I grew up watching that, and then obviously New Generation was my era. Attitude era, I kind of missed Attitude era because I caught glimpses of it, but because I didn't have Sky Sports, you guys will remember. We kind of watched WCW in the UK because what was it every Friday night at nine o'clock after Cartoon Network finished, TNT would pop up, yeah, so we would watch WCW Nitro. So during the Attitude Era, I guess I was a WCW kid, but the the era I remember the most vividly growing up and being a teenage boy as well, especially with the Divas, was Ruthless Aggression Era. Fuck, man, I, 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 I've interviewed quite a few of the questions. We had Don Rhee on the show, and I'm like, fuck, Don Rhee. It's nuts, isn't it? It is nuts, yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong, she doesn't look like 2003 Don Rhee, but in my head she still is. <laughs> it's, it's great that we get to chat to these people and it's great that we get to chat to you as well like and you know people within that wrestling community because like we've said there are some really cool people within the wrestling community there's some really uncool people too you know we've been there we we, you know and had these sort of chats and issues but it is really good to have people like yourself on james and we're you know we're we're grateful for your time man we really are it's a pleasure like i said you know like yourselves, uh, Jonah, we ran Relive Recap, and um, you know, a few of us, uh, like Universal Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I, you know, I like trying to support in what way I can. And you know, if it's like, oh, James, do you want to jump on the show? Yeah, by all means. And you know, I'll try and obviously, I don't see every tweet or stuff, but I try and my best to share everyone's content when I can. But now it's good because, like you said, I've experienced that. Well, there's some great people like yourselves, but also there's some dickheads. <laughs> and, oh, there's uh, plenty of dickheads, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, the, the thing I hate as well is how people can get, they start off nice, but once someone gets a little bit of success, don't get me wrong, like, you know, there's always a channel that's going to be bigger than yourselves. Well, you know, there's always a channel that's bigger. I mean, I would, I wish I had like Chris Van Fleet's numbers or like Jim Cornette. I haven't. So you try not to, get jealous or bitter off it but 
there's like for example there's channels who kind of start similar sort of time and they're okay that these people's like happy when they're doing a little bit better than you but then when you start doing something and start getting a bit bigger then you see the true side of these other people and they start getting bitter and jealous of you and try and sabotage you which that has happened to me <laughs> um but you know, Wait, I was going to uh... ask you to do a Cat Williams then and start dropping some names, but I'm thinking, oh, yeah, <laughs> Cat Williams is my a hero at the minute. I love oh, Cat mate, Williams. he's a fucking absolute legend, mate. He's a, he's a hero. But yeah, you know, it is. It's one of them things where you know, it, there are quite a few wrestling podcasts. There's levels in it. You know what I mean? There, there, and you know, you you know, we all started where we all started, and it's and it's just through that. Hard work, the progression, the putting in the time, the putting in the effort, the fucking, you know, me and Jordan, like, you know, we, we you know, to interview these guys, it, we, we're going back and forwards in messages. We've waited months and months to get people on. And we've, you know, they've dropped out and said, oh, we'll, we'll do it this day and we can't do it that day. Sorry. And we've gone back and we've, you know, pulled other people to, to pull in when, you know, and we've ended up on waiting here for people to come and then they've messaged said, oh, sorry, we can't do it today or whatever. And, you know, it's one of them things where you just got to keep putting out the work and put, you know, putting out the content and just sticking with it. And like you say, you, it takes a while to get your groove on with your, whoever you're doing it with or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I mean, luckily myself and JB, like, you know, we, we've known each other for years and we've, you know, we're friends sort of outside of this anyway. Um, you know, we've met during sort of wrestling training. So I've had his testicles on the back of my neck numerous times. Um, so, you know, it. what, in it? Come on, Jay, you're laughing, but you yeah. know that's happened. You're like, oh, yeah, come here. Let me fucking jackknife you quickly. Oh, yeah, fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's laughing because he knows his truth. <laughs> I don't remember asking to jackknife you. I'm sure you've done something. You you, you know, I've, I've, I remember specifically your testicles on the back of my neck at one point. But um, it's, it's probably happened. It's yeah. happened. So, you know, so we've got that rapport anyway, because we sort of we know each other and, you know, with the banter's already there. But, you know, sometimes it don't come across on screen and you've got to work with it and all that. And, you know, you get the dynamic going. So some shows sort of get there and others sort of don't, you know, people do get, like Kat said, bitter and jealous. You know, some people do get bitter and jealous but you know what we say on on this show is fuck them um we just keep doing our thing we don't really um you know we yeah. we listen and we support you know but we don't sort of we never really cuss any other shows do we we don't even like the, the bad ones we don't really say anything about anyone else really do we jay we just sort of just do our thing no I, I mean obviously we have things to say about certain other people wrestling media and all that stuff you know absolutely spiteful. like your sean ross saps and all that and yeah yeah, I know. Yeah. Sorry, people. I apologize. Like, yeah, <laughs> people like him. You know, these other you know wrestling sites that post shit. Who's the other one? Ringside News. All that bullshit. Like you know, he, he's the one that keeps getting arrested, right? That guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. <laughs> yeah. Terrific. And yeah, I'm. You know, we get sick and tired of that shit. But you know, they're they're not real journalists. So why should well, we waste time on them? Look how they do our boy Billy Barty, bro. All the time. Like Billy's our boy, in it. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. We we fucking love Billy Barty on here, man. And a lot we, of people... we know Billy's the, we know Billy's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, that and we yeah, that's not know? our problem though. But you know, he's our boy, man, and we back him because he sort of consistently he gets good, he gets comes. Good shit. Yeah, he he consistently comes with sort of correct information, and that's ultimately sort of 
what you're looking for in a wrestling news site. You want them to be sort of on the money with what they're saying. I mean, this whole, the whole fucking uh, Sasha Banks fiasco of for months and months, they were saying, yeah, she's going AEW, this boom, 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 boom. The whole time we've said, no, nah, man, ain't happening. She's going WWE. I've said it. I put my, I've stuck my neck out. Um, and I still believe that she's going to WWE. I think it's happening. Other stuff to do with um, CM Punk's return. You know, Billy was on the money. Everyone else was sort of like, oh, you know, he ain't doing it. And Billy was like, no, I've had it confirmed 100%. He's going to WWE. He's going to be there on this People day. were and adamant he, he wasn't going. Yeah. People were adamant. They were, he's not going to be there. You know, if you go in there expecting to see him, you're mistaken. It's not going to happen. You're going to be disappointed. He fucking showed up. And this this Sasha thing as well, mm-hmm. whether or not she shows up at the Royal Rumble, which is this Saturday, Sunday, whatever you want to call it, it gives us, uh, I mean, I swear to God, if she shows up, uh, I mean, the receipts are going to be fun to flick through, aren't they, with some of these journalists? It's, um, yeah, it's like, for example, the uh, Netflix deal, what's just happened, no one reported it. Like, no one called it. Let's be honest, wrestling is... <laughs> I hate using the word fake, but it's all predetermined. These journalists, they're not real journalists, not like reporting on the front lines, you know what I mean? But actual people. You're talking about a scripted promo. It's like, oh, I'm a Game of Thrones journalist. Oh, this is this, this is happening. You know what I mean? It's some of them take themselves so serious. And like I said, Sean Ross crap and shiteful. He's so arrogant, and that's why I don't like the guy. Is arrogant. I mean, fuck, man. Did you see him wrestling that match against that girl? It's probably the only time he's been able to touch a woman. And the, the, my biggest issue is a lot of the wrestlers these days, and I respect them as athletes, but a lot of the wrestlers these days take these little dirt sheet writers as gospel, and these got dirt sheet writers is working the boys, whereas than before, the boys and the women used to work all these dirt sheets, and you know I, when. I'm doing the podcast with Renee. Renee's the wrestler. He's the guy with the experience. He's been in the business for 20 years. I'm his pal. I come from it just as a fan's perspective. I don't claim to be an expert. Don't wrong. I do hear things and I keep my ears to the ground, see if I know things. But I'm not, I won't say I'm a journalist. I'm just someone who happens to do a show with him. And I always just give that fan's perspective and give my opinion. But I wouldn't say, oh, I've heard from so and so. I'm, this now, whereas they do, and yeah, dirt sheets. I'm not a fan of them. When it's Rumble season, I mute the words Royal Rumble because I don't want to be spoiled. Because they want to spoil it, and I'm like, I don't want to be spoiled. You know, kayfabe is dead. At least get let me have some sort of surprise to look yeah. forward to. Have you noticed? Have you noticed how they only want to spoil WWE stuff? Oh yeah, AEW all surprises. Oh, we didn't know. Well, don't don't you know bullshit or bullshit. Or let's be honest, we've only ever broke one story. Haven't we, Chris? Uh, and we and were right. A- well. That was the AEW Wembley date and all that stuff. Like we got it and we put it out first. And you know, people can take and have what they want and say, "Yeah, oh, no, we did." No, it was us. It's the only story we're ever going. We're not reporters. But the I thing might is, though, laugh yeah, but we had it. Report, but yeah, you know. but you, like you say, we had it from a source that was like knew exactly the date and everything before anyone even knew, and it was just someone in that sort of area of live sport and and whatever because it wasn't necessarily a wrestling person that we might have you know so it was it was one of them things because we're in the uk and we've got our ears to the ground with with certain things that we found out about it and it was like fuck it man let's drop it you know and it was we're a 
on the money and but we don't make a habit of doing that like you say it's all our sort of from a fan's perspective we're just looking at it logically going right we think this because of this this and this or maybe they should do this because of x y and z sort of thing we don't we're not we're not dirt know, man, come on Rest, wrestling fans and the word logic don't always like marry up that well though let's face it <laughs> especially on twitter <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, uh, neither, neither does like yeah. common decency or fucking, you know, <laughs> respectfulness yeah. either. But WWE have been chased yeah. off cable apparently by uh, AEW. Oh, is that by Matt there's, there's three things. There's three things guaranteed in life: death, taxes, and Matt Coon's uh, podcast ending. I think every podcast he's been a part of has died. You done one with Russo. You done one with little bold one from FTR. And I'm sure he didn't like another one. Like every podcast he's been a part of has died. <laughs> well, let's let's be honest. I mean, even the guy from FTR's become a fucking stooge. But I think we spoke about that last week, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. The the WWE deal. Like, let's let's talk about it for a minute. You know, Netflix in it. Like, who who doesn't have Netflix these days? Like, almost everybody has it. Was it then? Netflix had two hundred ninety something million subscribers, right? I mean, talk about a way to open up your fucking you know, a new chance at a fan base, like, it's a cracking deal, it's, what, 500 million a year for five years yeah. with an option for another five years? That's insane. Well, That's insane think, money. Think about this, if you're in America, though, um, and you want to watch UK Netflix, all you've got to do is go to Surfshark, down in the description, click the link, use our promo code GRAPPLE, and then all you guys in America... Can just watch UK Netflix. We've got loads of cool shit on there. Only Fools and All Sears. Um, some other cool stuff that you just won't get in the US one. And maybe there might be other content from WWE that comes up. I mean, I'm sure, you know, if you're watching The Cock in America, um, it's different to watching the WWE Network in the UK. It's, like, completely different. Well, that's, that's the thing. Um, we will get to that in a second. But the promo has changed with Surfshark just slightly. It's now 81% off. And Correct. Five and five free months. months. Well done. Sorry, Thomas. Sorry. 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 <laughs> sorry, Thomas. It'll give you. Sorry, Thomas. Sorry, sorry James. We got we got to pay the bills, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> got to keep oh, man, we, 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 we need sponsors. You need to get me in touch with these guys. <laughs> well, we'll do that, man. We'll get, we'll get you in we contact always, with yeah, Thomas, we're always, man. He's we're a good always dude. reaching out and looking for new sponsors. And Trust all that me, bro. Well. Always. Also, the WWE affiliate link's always in the description. Just click it and buy some shit. You know, help us out. That's great. Well, it, we're talking lost... about net, Netflix, bro, because... Netflix, yeah. You know, it, the, the way that WWE's business model, um, let's say, compared to AEW, is completely different, right? A, because AEW is not run specifically to make money. Um, it's it's not being looked at in that way. If you want to look at profitability, you want to look at reach, you want to look at eyes on the product, you want to talk about merchandising, you want to talk about those live shows, it's in a completely well, different arena. TKO has shareholders who they need to, you know, look out for and help make money and stuff like that. You know, it's all it's all you know real business. AEW is what someone once said, I think it was Finn Martin of Inside the Ropes on this show said it was the billion dollar indie fed AEW. And it is in a way. It's like, but Chris has also said if we had that sort of money, we'd probably have a money losing wrestling federation on our hands just because that's what we'd want to do. 
you know, we get we get the premise. We get that Tony Khan's this massive wrestling nerd, shit posting on dirt sheet fan fucking sites and doing all that shit. That's great. You want to be in the big leagues. You want to talk like a big leaguer. You want to be a Premier League guy. Act like a Premier League guy. Don't continue to shit post. Don't don't pander to your four hundred thousand fans. You got to get start. Yeah, we we did this. We tried this with him. We tried to give advice. We tried to do all that stuff. You know how to you know get more eyes on the product, stick them on the cooking shows and all that shit. And you know they did one week, didn't they? They sent them to they sent a couple of people to Food Network. It was nuts, right? Literally, we did a show <laughs> and we were saying put them on the fucking food shows before the UK shows. Have them on like Saturday Kitchen or whatever, you know. Put them on the cooking shows. Wrestlers are always cool. They used to do it with gladiators in the nineties. They used to have fucking gladiators on the morning shows. They used to have them on the cooking shows. They used to have them on all this stuff. I said, you know, can you imagine like Britt Baker and MJF on fucking Bargain Hunt? Come on, how amazing would that be? I remember you know, like. Red Hat and like Bulldog used to be on like the big breakfast and live and kicking and absolutely, bro. Absolutely, one of Yokozuna's last appearances was on the big breakfast, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, like you know, but and then we we said that one week and then the next week they're announcing and they're putting them on on cooking shows. It's like, oh, does Tony Khan watch the show? Maybe he does. Maybe those late nights when he's there in front of the mirror, you know, he's there on YouTube, just like a chat grapple. Cheap pops. Let's fucking see what these guys are saying this week. But um, yeah, what do you reckon, James? Netflix, good, good idea, good thing for WWE. I mean, UK fans are the big winners. Let's be honest. Uh, Absolutely. Ross, SmackDown, NXT, and the pay per views. I'm like, do I need my network anymore? <laughs> uh, that's the thing. That's, that's well, the big question. Yeah, I would. Yeah, that is a good question. Like with the old shows, um, like it, like I keep me network now. You know, for the pay per views because we do. Like on our Patreon, like pay for you watch along. So we'll be doing the Rumble this weekend, which can't wait. I'm thinking, do I need me network anymore? Like, I'm interested to know what the back catalog stuff, if that's going to be on Netflix. But let's be honest, like UK time, you know, it's 1 a.m. for the shows. Think about it. We can actually watch it anytime the following day at our leisure. Do show, you know, we can review it, whatever, or just take our time. For UK fans, this is great. I mean, you guys are football fans. How much have we been saying, wouldn't it be great if the Premier League had a streaming service? So, yeah, I know WWE's got the network, but for live wrestling, yeah, we might. there might be the odd time we might just stay up and watch it live, but to watch at your own leisure, UK fans, this is great news because we've got Netflix anyway. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, uh, and like you said, 250-odd million subscribers. Um, the, the, I would imagine... Like, we know that OVW wrestlers had some success with Netflix. So I was telling this to Renee. I said, I wonder if this kind of led Netflix to thinking, right, this show has had some success. There's an audience for it, just our regular casual audience. Let's have a look at WWE. And obviously, it's came off. And um, yeah, and let's, it's weird as well because obviously, like, we'll get more to AW later on. I do, I want AW to succeed. Uh, but I can be critical of it. I can be critical of WWE because I want them to be the best. End of the day, I'm a wrestling fan. I want to watch good stuff. We'll get to that later. Whenever people use the metric for um, when WWE's beating AEW in the ratings, oh, it's, it's an outdated system anyway, people's streams or DVRs and that. And then when WWE signed this big massive deal of Netflix, oh, they've been kicked off cable. I'm like, you just can't win. <laughs> it's essentially arguing with a brick wall isn't it like 
they're never going to you know face the the right answer and go actually that's right that's you know you've got it my only concern is that they might consider taking away the og network you know it's what people use you know we quite you know chris and me especially like we quite like the og network and if they take that away what they're going to start putting old pay-per-views on netflix i mean hilarious i don't think the whole wrestling catalog would shift to netflix uh, I think I think they will. I still think we'll have the network. To be honest, I do think that. Yeah, they'll keep a lot of classic stuff. I don't know if they still make new exclusive content for the network. And to be honest, I haven't watched Network for for a little bit. I've got it, but I haven't been on it. If they've still got plenty of subscribers, like what's worth running the service, fan? I would imagine they'll still keep it. But it will be interesting what exactly gets put onto Netflix and how long. The latest edition of Raw stays on Netflix till they might move it to the network. Because at the minute, is it like three weeks after, say, an episode of Raw? A month, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I would. So yeah, they move it. If that's what they might do, have it on for say a couple of weeks, and then it gets moved to the network. But like I said, we don't know till start of next year, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's I I can't see them putting all of the older stuff onto Netflix. I don't think that would be a good move for them either. But it's again, it's a smart move because what they're doing is they're they're expanding, you know, people aren't having to pay money to see their product now because you've like a lot of people have already got Netflix. There's probably a lot of people that would watch WWE, but they haven't got Sky. They haven't got the WWE network and they just think, oh, it's not really worth it. I don't watch it that much. But then you're going to get people to go, oh, shit, wrestling. Cool. Let's watch WWE, you know, and they'll watch it. And then they might be like, "Okay, well, this pay-per-view or this show's coming here or whatever. It is. It's not going to be a bad thing for them. It's going. It's only going to be beneficial, you know, revenue wise, eyes on the product wise, you know. It's also it's also an interesting move from Netflix's part because it. I was chatting with a friend of mine this week about it. You know, he messaged me and said, like, he's he's a he's a big wrestling fan, but you know, his his job is in is in a different world. But he said, like, we essentially agreed and like had a bit of a laugh about it. Like, this is Netflix's foray into live sports. You know, what else are Netflix thinking of? What else are they are they looking at other? You know, Amazon did it with, or Amazon do it with sport anyway already. They do it with the Premier League, bro. I fucking, every Christmas, I love it because you know, all (laughs) of December, you're going to be getting live games on Amazon. It's brilliant. Yeah, Amazon, the Amazon deal with the Premier League was amazing for for things like that. I don't think they renewed, though. I don't think, I think they lost, I think Sky and TNT or whoever, BT, TNT, whatever My issue in the UK with the Premier League has always been this. The fact that you cannot watch, you cannot sit at home and watch at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. You Well, I mean, you can if you've got certain certain, um, doodars attached to your TV. But do you get what I'm saying? Like your normal sort of people that won't sort of do that sort of thing, you know. And they say it's because of, you know, oh, they want to put the bums in the seats at the stadiums or whatever. But every stadium's only got a finite amount of seats and it's never going to fit all of the fans of that club into that stadium on on the Saturday afternoon. So what harm would it do 
if the games were streamed on Netflix on a Saturday, you had all the fucking Premier League on there. That would be absolutely fantastic. You'd still get people going to the games, obviously. You've got your season ticket holders, your people that go there, but it would sort of open up again for, for, for just more sort of the amount of advertising they'd be able to do at half time and pre-game and post-game. And, you know, you're getting more eyes on the, on the shirts. You're getting more right. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's sort of like a no brainer. Do you think that maybe we will see Saturday afternoon games on, on live? Uh, that'd be nice. I know for Netflix, uh, I don't know if you guys are F1 fans, but um, drive to survive, which is like an F1 documentary. What, uh, what goes over the season that's been like quite a good success for netflix and if this deal fingers crossed it does work out if the WWE thing turns out to be unbelievable numbers from i which i think it will i think there might be i reckon there's going to be a lot of laps fans who hasn't watched WWE for a while thinking oh WWE, especially like next january royal rumble season who, the, who doesn't love the rumble absolutely um, you know that whole three month set from January to Rumble like, to Mania, March, yeah, April, yeah, yeah, man, so good. Well, absolutely. Well, this, is, this is it, isn't it? This is our time of the year. But if this turns out to be a storm and success for them, then they might think and write F1's got a big fan base, which it has. Let's see if we can have a talk with them. Um, now I'm excited for this deal. It's, um, like I said, for UK fans or people outside of America, us getting raw SmackDown and NXT. I like, I spoke to my uh, kid brother, I always. Someone said to uh, left the comments today. They said, "What does James mean by kid brother?" I'm like, "Little brother." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's quite easy expression. But so he tried AEW, and he enjoyed it. But he stopped watching AEW. But he said, "I am going to tune back in next month when Osprey debuts." I'm like, "Fair play." But he said, "I might even try TNA now because TNA seems to be doing some good things." Um, but he did say to me. I said, I'll tell you what I will do, James, because he's got Netflix. Like I said, everyone's got Netflix, let's be honest. Absolutely. He said, I might try Shawn Michaels' show when it comes on next year, NXT. I'm like, yeah. So, and he, he's he's kind of anti-WDRE. He stopped watching WDRE a while ago. But he's like, yeah, I'll tune it. So if he's going to tune into it, you can imagine for, honestly, I think there's going to do stupid numbers. And I've, um, I want the business to grow and yeah triple h say what you want to say about him but he seems to be just doing everything right at the moment like these deals and i mean there's only one can in wrestling i'm sorry tony it ain't you <laughs> one can in wrestling and there is only yeah nick is between between nick khan triple h and now Dwayne. i'm sure they're gonna push right off into the stratosphere it's not even a competition anymore is it and it shouldn't be a competition. Like I said, I want AEW to succeed. I want them to be good. Same as TNA. You know yourselves how popular TNA was in the UK, like late 2000s on Challenge TV. Yeah, I preferred TNA to WWE at that time. Yeah, I was a it, huge it, it fan, honestly. Kurt Angle did his yeah. best work. You know, I, for, I mean, he, he was great in WWE, don't get me wrong, but he done some of his greatest mm. matches he's ever had in TNA but I mean you know we could see it on 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 our terrestrial TV they even had the pay-per-views on there as well yeah yeah it was like I said we were spoiled um so I want a W I fuck man like I know they said sometimes it could be a bit too much wrestling but I want to watch WWE doing great things and thankfully they, they, they've seen 
We did go through a little bit of a slump, let's be honest, with creative. It was terrible. But it seems like they're doing the right things at the minute. I mean, you know, Rumble's this weekend, but we've got interest in... There's been some reports like Sports Illustrated. I thought they was going out of business saying, oh, Cody's not going to be in the main event. I'm like, you just don't know that. But whereas in a couple of weeks ago, we'd be like, oh, Punk's nailed on the win it. Then it'd be like, well, it's not Punk, it's Cody. Now Gunther's had this promo Seth Rollins. is like, could be Gunther. Drew McIntyre's been booked really well these last few weeks. Could be Drew. Um, so there's that intrigue and surprise. It's like, can't wait. For, generally, I'm looking forward to this rumble. It could be The Rock. <laughs> you know, I think mean, who wins it. Could be um, Dom. Let's go. Dirty Dom. Nick, Nick and Tom Mysterio. Oh, Tom yeah, and Nick. man. Tom, Tom and Nick. Um, yeah, dude. Tom and Nick, bro. Oh, our truth is killing it at the minute. <laughs> but you know great. what as well, right? He talk about TNA. He was fantastic in TNA as well. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Dolph Ziggler going to TNA. I think I traded out. I'm like, he would have had a decent debut in AEW, but you know yourself, he probably would have been lost in the shuffle after a few weeks. Whereas in, in TNA, I don't know what kind of contract he's under. But he could be, you know, if it's him against Moose, for example, he could be like a featured play and like bring some eyes to that audience. AEW, I want AEW to succeed. I want them to be really good. It's a pl- it's another place for like wrestlers to get paid well. Because, uh, you know, I, I don't want anyone to lose their jobs. I just can't praise it blindly because I can't. And especially with Tony Khan, this booker, it, uh, Bully Ray, who I'm not the biggest fan of, he said it best. He's like, He's not a booker, he's a matchmaker. He can put matches together, but he can't book a show. And that's why the last few weeks we've had the Continental Classic, whatever it's called. Don't need to worry about storylines, just put these matches. Oh, we're bringing back the ranking system. I'm like, if you bring back the ranking system, surely God Sting must be the number one contender for the World Championship. He hasn't lost a match. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's essentially, you know, Dana White, Joe Silver's, you know, old sort of gig in UFC matchmaking. That was it. Make matches. No story. Now UFC is a little bit different. You know, they everyone's a character now, aren't they? Everyone's, you know, everyone's the same character, it feels like. Everyone's Chelsea in 2.0. But that's just my opinion, you know, not the opinion of this show. Um, two two things quickly. Chris, I know you're talking about 3 p.m. kickoffs. Well, why would you be interested in watching that shit team? Bro, don't Three worry about... in the afternoon. Mate, don't worry about this. Look, we had, we had this conversation last year, and you lot bottled the league, right? Let's hope you bottle it again. We, we've been, we've You're been. Not an we, fan of yeah, he's a fucking gooner, isn't he? I'm a Tottenham fan, but I mean, oh, we, we're we're worse. playing with like <laughs> you robbed us, you cunts. Luckily, it was Diasco. Admit it, that was a fucking goal. <laughs> oh, mate, I'm I I'm, I plead the fifth. Um. You know, <laughs> oh, we've just we've we've just drew against Fulham, so we're in the final of the Carabao Cup. Woohoo! <laughs> oh, and something else for Tony to get upset about. Fuck you know, mate. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> you know, I I would I would like. I mean, any sort of Premier League football on on the TV is is only going to be a, a good thing. You know, there's so much money sort of being thrown around. You know, and it's always been a bit weird why we haven't been able to have those Saturday afternoon kickoffs because, you know, you you, you know, you're not gonna get every Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool well, fan in the he fucking. He didn't mind. Ground. He didn't mind on a Saturday afternoon when they were showing World of Sport, but once they kicked that off, like he was, he'd had yeah. enough. That's right. Absolutely, mate. <laughs> Love a bit of World of Sport. I mean, we we've um. Yeah, with the Premier League, I'm hoping that 
we can we can see that on on Netflix at some point or some sort of streaming service. You know, yeah. the Premier League might go. Hold on a minute. You know, maybe we can have the Premier League streaming service. I just think when when it comes to the Premier League, I don't know how, how much is it for like a season ticket on on Sky to 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 watch the football or whatever. Now and and you've got because it's not. Is it on BT or is it on? It's like both at the minute. It's, yeah. yeah, it's split between the two. Sky and it's Sunday. And... TNT Discovery, yeah. So it's like Saturday morning kickoffs they have, Sundays, Mondays, midweek games, but, but never a Saturday, Saturday afternoon. They chuck someone on Saturday night, they chuck someone on Friday night, you know, the midweek occasional thing when there's no Mickey Mouse Cup games on, you know. Yeah. No, no offence, James. Wait, at <laughs> least they might win a cup this year, you can't. You ain't winning shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like if the Premier League did start a streaming service, let's be honest, like everyone would sign up to it ten pound a month, even twenty pound a month. I think yeah. people would sign up to it, and because it's costing like I don't, I, I cancelled my Sky and everything like that. Now I've only got, I've got Netflix, WWE, Amazon, and Disney, and one of them be going soon, Disney. <laughs> um, but everyone, like you know, how many football fans are in the UK? Everyone, pretty much. Yeah, you're talking. You know, what's the population of the UK? Is it what seven or eight million at the minute? That's no, more, more than, than that. that. Yeah, yeah, you're talking well, about seven, seventy million people. Well, there you go. You would say a good, you know, ninety percent of them would subscribe to a Premier League streaming service easily. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'd I'd happily pay a ten or a month. In you know, you you're catching three, four, five games of your team, maybe for that. You know. Great stuff. Talk. We're going to talk about uh, your show for a minute, uh, James Cafe Derene. Um, just quickly, why does Bill Goldberg hate Canadian? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know if he played in Canadian football. Um, oh man, it was such a shame when you think about it. Was it? it was it? Yeah. Was it Star Starcade? Was it Starcade two thousand? Starcade ninety nine, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it's around t- night between ninety nine and two thousand, two thousand one, yeah. where he kicked Brett in the face. Yeah, it makes you think. Like, had he not got injured, like he's always career ended. I wonder. Oh, actually, I've got it here. Oh, here we go. Uh, ninety nine, isn't it? Ninety nine. That's the one, yeah. right? There we go. Yeah, I regret throwing away my DVDs. <laughs> Mate, did <laughs> I tell you what? Right, that's VHS, bro. These, I know. These, I regret throwing them away. Yeah, and my so my VHS collection and my DVD collection they're going nowhere because, for example, they, the WWE media, yeah. Network they could decide to take this off or that off or the other off, oh, and then have. you're have. never going to be able to watch it. But I can watch Goldberg kick Brett in the face whenever I want to. Sorry, Brett. Like, you know, I say it with shits and giggles. Um, but yeah. you know, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you know, I'll keep that, mate. Yeah, no, it makes you think, like, had that not happened, would him and WWE mended fences perhaps earlier because he was still, like, in-ring active? And, fuck, man, we got robbed off matches between himself and Kurt Angle, you know, say Jericho, for example, where Benoit and he's... I know they wrestle in WWE, but in WCW, sorry, but, you know, in WWE, uh, yeah. him against The Rock, like, he... he wrestled Maya Villa, but not the rock the rock you know what i mean yeah i we think got, i think got... there's a strong case yeah um if brett was physically fit 
to wrestle and make money for the WWE, he would have been brought back a lot sooner. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, on, on, unless he went to TNA. <laughs> if anyway, but... Oh, could you imagine that... him in the main event mafia? Come on. <laughs> oh, mate, I think I've just done a little sex wing in my pants. Oh, can, can you imagine? Oh, mate. I... <laughs> Main Sorry, I just mafia had a little... Was, main event Mafia was awesome. <laughs> it was <laughs> really, so good, man. So good. I like the theme song as well. It's like kind of like Godfather-ish, but then, you know, it's just changed tempo of something. And I miss OTNA. I generally do. I hope... Like, I still talk to a couple of guys from TNA. Um, like, some of the PR guys from the UK I do still speak to. And, I, you know, I hope they get back to some sort of level where it was, because I think people forget how big TNA was, especially in the UK, but um, but no, Goldberg not liking Canadians, uh, well, he doesn't like Brett. Um, it was what was the spot? I think he hit um, Renee in the shoulder with like the flag or something like that. Yeah, but to be honest, if it wasn't for Goldberg messing up Renee's shoulder, Renee wouldn't have told that story on my show. That one I got to book a tea. <laughs> oh shit! Was doing as well, so I can't, I've kind of like thank I I thank Booker T for the podcast. Without Booker, we wouldn't have the show. But I have to look at Goldberg. I'm like, yeah, I have to throw some kudos to Goldberg. If it wasn't for Goldberg being reckless, I wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> what don't, a fly effect, man! <laughs> don't worry, you'll be able to thank Goldberg soon when he shows up on AEW. He's gonna end up on there at some point. <laughs> I, I I can't wait to see the backtracking from the uh, the cult. <laughs> Well, it, I mean, it's very cultish, isn't it? Like that's something we haven't really cultish. taken a deep dive into this uh, in the show yet. You know, today, um, <laughs> it's it's cultish. We call them fanatics, or Chris, you know, has another word for them. <laughs> yeah, gluckers, because they just gluck it, <laughs> the old gluck gluck three thousand. Um, you know, they're deep throaters, aren't they? They're the throaters, as a uh, bishop likes to call them. <laughs> It's, it's so we're all wrestling fans, obviously. We, we you know, we love wrestling, you know. But, but, but there's a point, you know. Obviously, we've got everything else that goes first, you know, friends, family, work, etc. Then, you know, when we got our spare time, wrestling. Um, because whenever I've got spare time, yeah, I love watching TV and playing video games when I get a chance. But if I'm not doing that, then I am working on the podcast. So, you know, I love wrestling. If I didn't love wrestling, I wouldn't be doing the podcast. But to them, and there is some, you see them online. There's certain ones that pops up. Uh, the guy with a John Cena picture, a real one. He's... Oh, muted. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I mute. I mute some like some of the really bad ones, I just hit mute on because it's pathetic. Sometimes them... I unmute them, though, just so I can see what oh, they're saying, Jordan. I'm sorry. <laughs> Honestly, like, to them, it's life and death. So that, that one guy... I looked at my Twitter account. Uh, I've had it for a while. I must have had it for like eight, nine years, maybe. But I've, like, like the first few years, I just had it. I didn't even go on it. But then I started using it a little bit more. I, I don't know how many tweets I've done. I don't think I've done many. I don't know if I've even done a thousand. This guy, so this guy, he, he posted, I've been celebrating five years on Twitter. I'm like, fucking, I see your thing all the time. And I looked and I forgot how many tweets it was. It was something stupid. So I've done some quick maths and I'm thinking this guy is treated 80 times a day, every day for the past five years, every day consecutively. Like, you know, when you work it out. Yeah. And I said, you're treating about wrestling 80 times a day. Oh, I can't believe you worked out. I'm like, maths isn't hard. 
<laughs> you know, it takes two seconds. Yeah. But I'm like, I said, you need to go outside. I'm like, this ain't right. I said, I feel sorry for you. And he tried to play it off. And I'm like, no, this is unhealthy. And it's like, I've, I have swear it's Tony Khan's alternative account. It has to be. When he's, but... when he's on that marching powder, dude, when he's looking in the mirror... And he's there, he's on fucking his phone. Dot, to, dot, to be dot. fair, it could be one of Sean Rossap's burners as well, so. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, but it's like everything. It's like we're cooking tonight. AEW, it's like tonight. Oh my God, yes sir, real wrestling tonight. Got a match between, between um, fucking Edge and, I won't call him Adam Cole, I've called him Edge since I've been 10 year old. He's always going to be Edge to me. Yeah. Um, against Minara Suzuki, I'm like, yeah, but who cares? <laughs> No Rob, offense to Suzuki. Suzuki. We met Suzuki, didn't we? We saw him yeah, in yeah. we saw him in Nando's. Nando's, really? Yeah. <laughs> I said to Renee, I said, when you pop back over to the UK, I said, I need to take your friend Nando's. He said, I haven't had one for years. I said, I'll we're we'll going to Nando's. But it's just a match, no story between them. But I t- it's weird because they celebrate everything. It's like they don't have any favorites between winners and losers. Like we we all watch a match. We, we all went to Clash. I don't know how he was during the main event, right? I was so disappointed Drew didn't win it. I was screaming for McIntyre to win that match, and he lost. Yeah. Same with Mania. I wanted Cody to win, and he lost. And I was disappointed. But to them, they remind me of ECW fans, but a lot worse. Like, ECW fans were great. They was actually cool. But these fans, they literally cheer every train result. Train seal, isn't it? Here's the train yeah. seal. Clap, 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 clap. Like, it's, it's like they don't have any yeah. favourites. It's just... AEW, AEW. I'm like, have you got any favorites? No, AEW, AEW. It's like they clap every little thing, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to say. But that's, did you, go, but did again... you go to Wembley? Sorry, did you go to Wembley? I didn't. I'm afraid. I, I, I wanted to go, but um, I forgot what was happening that weekend. But I know I couldn't make it. But I wanted to go, but I just couldn't go. These fans, I can't even call them fans. <laughs> but the thing is that that is that is not a good look for. AEW itself as well because you're in an echo chamber. Yeah, if you, you, if you, you are. If, yeah. if you've got this you... echo chamber, and everyone's like, "Yeah, everything's great. Everything's great, Tony." Oh, yeah. And Tony's looking at this echo chamber he's built. Well, well, all the fans say is I'm doing great, even though you know everything that's happening backstage or allegedly, <laughs> you know, the company's burning down. I think they're doing dynamite tonight. I think they've sold like eighteen hundred tickets. Yeah, in Savannah, Georgia. Yeah, they've sold like. Just shy of two K tickets. It's like, bruv, Georgia is wrestling country, bruv. Yeah, yeah. Same with Canada. Same with yeah, in Montreal and that where they couldn't sell. Like it's bad. Wrestling is stories. Yeah, that is predominantly what wrestling is. Stories. Even you, you can have within that sort of that formula. You can have your good wrestling matches. You can have your. Um, you know, Mal Sanders versus you know Steve Gray. Steve Gray. You know what I'm saying? You can have them sort of like good wrestling matches within a story. You know, I guess that's the whole point. They, I just don't think they can tell stories because, like that same account, I have to go back to him. He put on, oh, uh, people's complaining that we don't have stories. Look at the matches. I'm like, but your weekly shows is what you use stories. I mean, there's nothing wrong with squash matches. I miss squash matches. I'm like, yeah, perhaps have one, maybe two matches that goes 20 minutes. But I prefer having me nice little quick 10-minute matches. And then when you got the pay-per-view, half your half an hour blow-off match. But 
they've thrown all these matches. They threw away Omega and MJF on an episode of Collision, a random episode of Collision. Oh, let's just have a world champion and our top star, like just have this random match. And what you got, like honestly, in AEW, what's the big storyline now? I don't know what it is. I'll like, literally, I. I'll tell you what the big storyline is, mate. That Raw's going to Netflix. No, that's the fucking bit. That's one of the big stories. I'll tell you what the other story is. That they let a fucking... (sighs) Mate, I'm going to get angry because we haven't spoke about this on the show. We haven't had time. The Samoa Joe versus Hook match. That that pissed me off, right? That match. Because... kicked out on one on the muscle bus. Mate, Samoa Joe is Samoa Joe, right? Samoa Joe's a fucking beast, Okay. Mm-hmm. You, you, you. The way that match was booked, it made him look like a fucking clown, because you've got this guy Hook, who I've seen Samoa Joe. We've watched him over years, bro. You've seen, we've seen him in the UK. You've seen him at fucking International Showdown years ago. You know, against fucking CM Punk. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we've seen we've seen him for years. I've watched him through. I've still got my TNA wrestling t-shirt, my Samoa Joe one from when I watched them in Wembley and it was the submission machine one, right? I've still got that t-shirt, right? Amazing t-shirt. I digress. That match, right? (laughs) Pissed me off because it's not just lazy booking. It is your champion who is just MJF, you know, and they had that whole fucking devil blow off and all that. You should be booking Joe like an absolute savage, right? He's on a roll. But then just the first time we see him after that, you've got him in a match with Hook, with Hook kicking out of the muscle buster on one and then literally having a comeback after that. Two oh, flying clotheslines. So indie. And and but there was there was let me let me let me let me just sort of I know this is a bit petty, right? But I have to do this. I saw a post where someone broke it down amazingly. And they were basically talking about everything that happened in that match and the way that it was booked and the way that it it was broken down. It was just absolutely unbelievable. The the things that they did was... it, it, It wasn't just the muscle buster kick out. It was... There was like a pile driver or like a something was getting hit with all these moves. I can't find the fucking screenshot. But anyway, there was loads of stuff going on in that match. And it was just like, you say that you're a sports based product and they want to be more sports based and they want to make it more realistic. There's nothing realistic about a fucking 190 pound fucking guy kicking out of these moves from your fucking beast of a champion. There's nothing legitimate or sports related about that and then now they're, they're talking about bringing the rankings back and it's like oh my god you you in one breath you say oh we're a sports-based product everything's got to look legit and this but their matches are just not legit no one sells anything um the <laughs> stories are just not getting told in the ring and the the, the final icing on the cake and the cherry on top was that samoa joe versus hook match it just mm angered me to the point of like we give you chance after chance to sort of do stuff and like make it believable like we're not saying that you can't have you know the the kid have a comeback 
you know, we 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 reviewed the, the yeah, Undertaker, not an Ultimate Warrior style comeback, though. What the fuck? No, like, that's what know. I'm trying to say, bro. He's like hulking up and shit. Like you, you, you know, we reviewed the Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy on here, didn't we? The, was it the ladder yeah, match? Yeah, the ladder match. Oh, yeah, you know, and it's like yeah. you you can book things in a way where you make your champion or your big guy still look strong, but you can still have this guy get a bit of a rub off that match, but you make it believable. But they've just, it's so, oh my God. Can you tell that it annoyed me? Like, yeah, it's yeah, just fucking... <laughs> I mean, have a drink, bro. Fuck. Like... That's my Samoa these... Joe. Look how they've done my boy. You get what I'm saying? That... Yeah. Unbelievable. I don't know who they had agent in the match. Probably Tony. Then again, isn't say... fucking... Isn't Orange Cassidy like one of the agents himself as well? So I heard. Yes, he um, is, apparently. And Dan yeah. Daniel Bryan, Orange Cassidy, are helping you, with the matches, Tony says. You've got... and I mean, I was so blessed. Like, I interviewed Jake Snake Roberts. You've got Jake Snake Roberts. And when we when we talked to him, it's he basically, basically, as many words said, they're just not doing anything with me. You've got Jake Snake Roberts. He's had these problems in the past. Thankfully, he's gone over them. One of the greatest minds of all time in professional wrestling. The king of psychology, bro. One of the kings yeah. of psychology. How are you not using this guy to produce the matches or, you know, book the finishes? Apparently, Brett put himself forward and they he turned did, yeah. down Brett Hart. Um. Yeah, I'm just lost. I really am. You know, it's because it's because they want their Ring of Honor mark matches where, you know, you get eight finishers, Canadian destroyer, a couple of super kicks, maybe another super kick, another destroyer, and then, you know, eight more finishers, and then the match is finished. Everyone gets a big round of applause in front of the 700 people. It's a formula for bad wrestling and a formula for, you know, not a lot of money. Mm. That's just the way they like their wrestling shit basically it's not it's, it doesn't work for us because you know we prefer that story based sort of thing you know build it to wrestlemania and all that like we were saying last week you know in the case of sasha banks mercedes whatever what would you rather do would you rather you know continue a legacy and go to royal rumble slash wrestlemania or are you really looking forward to working at double or nothing i mean the, the only enticing thing about AEW is what sort of contract you can get from tony Khan. Yeah, he pays well. Um, and I applaud all the wrestlers going. I don't wrong. Christian's been doing good work. But I would imagine that's because Christian's got a lot of say in what he does. And because he, he's Christian, he's always just good. He's always been great, yeah. Another one very... from TNA. He was amazing yeah. in TNA, Christian. Phenomenal. True. Underrated. Very underrated. I, I hate it when people say wrestlers are underrated, but he is underrated. Um, yeah. I think, you know, he, he could have very easily been, no disrespect, the genetti of Edge and Christian. And to some people looks at him like that, but I'm like, no, Christian's had a great career, but obviously Edge is just bigger. I always could prefer... Be like, it's like... could be like the Hardys. The Hardys, they're both genetti at the minute, let's face it. <laughs> well, it's it's sad. Uh, I think Jeff is wrestling tonight, but it's sad. I used to love the Hardys. Matt, the, the more and more I hear about Matt backstage, I'm like, geez. And Jeff just needs to retire. He should... He should have had that final run with WWE where he was going to have a program with Roman at R Rumble. That's what they was gearing him up for. It was going to be yeah, him against Roman at Rumble. And then Matt was like, oh, I can't get over Jeff. I need you. <laughs> and he got him fired, essentially. Um, 
like it's the fan favorites in, in AW. Like they can't book baby faces, and every wrestler there wants to be a heel or be the cool heel or like perhaps tr trainer. Like who is the big baby face of AEW at the minute? Because I can't think of any. He's got to overcome all the odds who you're cheering for. Like you know, this this is my guy. I want to cheer for him. Swerve. I don't know if he's a baby face now. A few weeks earlier, he was like stalking Adam Page's kid, like over the crib. But yeah. now people's cheering him, and I'm like, there, there is yeah, no baby face smashed, in there. I might be wrong. Dustin's ankle, didn't he, with a with a breeze block yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, in that but ridiculous the, match that went too long. Yeah. But oh, the fans See, are cheering him anyway. Once we get started, yeah. But like we're maybe a little bit form formularic, like oh, you, you, they're going out to this. You've got baby face and heels. But that's one I watch. I mean, Cody. I wasn't a fan of Cody in AEW. Now people say that oh, you're just saying that because you don't like AEW. Like I said, I want AEW to succeed, but Cody just fits WWE better. And Cody's your baby face. CM Punk. You still che you're cheering for Punk because Punk's returned to WWE after like nine, ten years, wherever it's been. Jey Uso. They've elevated him from like a tag team wrestler to like a guy you're cheering for. Um, obviously over in SmackDown, Orton's been booked great. AJ is kind of that trainer robot. LA Knight is a big baby face. You've they've actually got baby face who baby faces who you're cheering for, as well as having your big heels like Gunther, Roman, and you know, slow tear Alpha McIntyre. Everyone in AEW is just cool heel or heel. I guess Edge is the only baby Tony face they've got. And Sting, but you know, she's yeah, always time, timeless Tony. <laughs> Her on commentary, gimmick, yeah. her on commentary was absolute gold, though. You know, oh, she's I, the best thing they've got. She is that she is the best thing they've got. But the thing is, as well, she could quite easily go back to WWE at some point. There's nothing saying that you know she can't. I think at first, like obviously Vince isn't there anymore. But say WWE, uh, say Vince more. I think at first it's like, right, what's this company going to be like? And like I said, I've chatted to Renee about this and you know, people we've had on the show. Uh, there's And obviously, you know, when it's a big company about the debut backed by a, a billionaire, you're going to be scared thinking, right, I don't know what we're dealing with here. And that's when you start hearing the likes of Mike Bennett and, you know, Matt Cardona getting tied to like these big contracts and they was getting decent contracts. But then <laughs> when you saw it portrayed, Vince was like, just let these guys go. <laughs> and that's when we saw like releases of like 50 and 60 people. <laughs> and you know, you know, like when Big Show's gone over and like Mark Henry and Christian, you know, for well, Fence has shook their hands like, you know, you got my blessings when you finish, come back here, we'll stick you in the Hall of Fame. I don't know if Jericho's going to get into the Hall of Fame now. <laughs> Depends what comes out. Um, I think Jericho's. I'm sure he's in the Hall of Fame in his mind. I think I think Jericho has burnt his bridges now as well with WWE because you think you, you know so initially when AEW started within sort of a couple of years of it being on, do you remember that Jericho was allowed onto Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast while he was still an yes. active, you know, active wrestler and working with AEW, and you know everyone's sort of forgotten what happened there where he was allowed to talk about AEW on WWE TV. No one really gave. And that was at the time when Vince was there. No one really ever gave WWE or Vince or whoever was involved in that 
that sort of credit to say, do you know what? Like, fine, we'll we'll have you over, you know, come on or whatever. I don't know what the, you know, the situation was at the time or whatnot. But, you know, we had an active AEW wrestler on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast talking about AEW and what he's doing and all this sort of stuff and, and whatnot. And then Jericho sort of, it's like Jericho's forgotten what rest he's gone he's lost his mind it's like he, he's gone to oh, AEW and his ego has just got to the point where he he doesn't he's forgotten about wrestling he's forgotten and let's not forget Jericho has been around some of the best in the business I mean whatever you want you know Chris Benoit you know uh Dean Malenko Eddie Guerrero you know these guys um from WCW you know that sort of, you know the mid the the middleweights and the, your 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 guys like your high flyers and that, but also in WWE in that ruthless aggression era, he's been around all these guys. He's had the matches with the top tier guys. He's been on the, you know, I still believe Jericho's match with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania was fucking a fantastic match. You oh, know, yeah. so yeah, Jericho knows how to wrestle. Okay. He, he, I mean, we have argued that maybe he's only as good as the person he's in the ring with. Um, you know, that's something that we, you know, we've said recently. But, you know, he's had those matches. He knows, you know, we, we, um, what was that other match that we watched? That the, the money in the back that we reviewed the first ever money in the bank match, and it had Chris Jericho, CM Punk, Shelton Benjamin, you know. Those those matches. Jericho knows how to wrestle. He knows how to book. He knows the psychology. But he's gone to AEW, and it's sort of like he's reverted to like a kid in a sweet shop, where he's like, "Yeah, we can do this and do that, and I'm this and I'm that." Like, it's it's incredible to me how AEW could, in a few sort of very simple ways, tweak the product and make it a lot more palatable, a lot more easier people to watch it that aren't these sort of hardcore well, let's just clap for the move sort of thing right now chris jericho on screen is not palatable let's be honest he's yeah. being booed on every time he appears on screen only the weirdest marks of the markdom are singing along to that fucking song at the minute he's not going to be on tv for the next week because it's the cruise the jericho cruise where you know who god knows what happens you know get I prepared know. to sign your ndas folks Mate, we, mate, it, yeah, I, I, I say we've already said on the past show we we spoke about sort of everything that was going on with these rumors of Jericho and there was some stuff that come out with Vicky Guerrero's daughter that apparently happened on the Jericho cruise and she's like the head of talent relations on the ship. She's like, you know, so Vicky Guerrero, yeah, Vicky Guerrero was. Um, I, well, I think it was the first Jericho cruise. Yeah, I think she might have been. Yeah, she was. It was something to do. She was basically talent liaison on that on that trip, and something happened with her daughter, where she, the daughter alleges that she was sexually assaulted by Vicky Guerrero's current boyfriend on the cruise. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember, remember that? Yeah, I remember. Oh, was on the cruise. Yeah, it was on the fucking Legend on the cruise. Vegas. Apparently, wow. It's one of these things where Jericho sort of, ah, uh, you know. We, you can't, you know, I, I've got a lot of wrestling figures, right? And people probably can imagine how many that I have. Um, 
And Jericho is one that I've got a load of Jericho figures. You know, yeah. I was a Jericho-holic, you know, at one point. I, You know, it's not that I dislike Chris oh, Jericho man. in any way, shape or form. But AEW Jericho is a different animal altogether. I've, I've said this. Uh, I've said this for a few years now. And I've said this on the podcast. Like I said, I used to be Jericho-holic. Year two felt Y two J like two thousand one Jericho when the invasion stuff was. I yeah. was a big Jericho fan when he became Undisputed Champion. I was all over. I was like, yeah, Jericho. Absolutely. Dog when you you you're up against like the Rock and Stone Cold. What Jericho's problem is now he has got a big ego. Obviously, he he has. Yeah. All wrestlers has got an ego. Everyone in life has got an ego to a degree. I think what it is personally, and I've said this. Um, you know how you've got your tier of wrestlers. You've got your your Hogan's, your Stone Codes, and your Rocks. You know, maybe you could stick like a Triple H up there as well. And then you've got like, you know, your next ones, you know, say Orton's, for example, and people like that. Jericho, so I've always said Jericho, to me, is an upper mid-carder who you can put in the main event time to time if you want to put a champion in there. But to me, he is a proper, like, upper mid-carder. And that's no disrespect. Like, it takes a lot to get to these spots from Absolutely. enhancement talent to, you know, Kurt and Jerker to main event. You have to have some sort of skill or, you know, cred- credibility to get to whatever position you get to. That's why when, for example, Renee and Paul's doing something, and the, if they're talking, like, say, about a Jericho, people's like, oh, what's these jobbers talking about? I'm like, one, you don't know what a jobber is. Two, these guys have been on TV, like tag team champions, etc. They know. I fucking love Paul London. Um, man. I thought he was great. Oh, he's great. Um, Fantastic like, in the I ring, bro. Talk to him every day. Oh, he's great. Like we talk every day. He's a good friend now. Um, I'll I'll put the word in for him. I'll see if I can get him on your show. Um, great, yeah. So, oh, don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, to me, Jericho's upper mid cadder, but in Jericho's head, Jericho thinks he's Stone Cold. He thinks I generally think. <laughs> Vengeance 2001 when it when he beat Jericho when he beat Rock and Austin the same night. I think he generally believes that was real <laughs> and he like he legit beat him. And I think that's why he hasn't hanged up his boots yet. That's why he keeps going and going because he in his head he is that level, but he's not. There's nothing wrong with the level he's at. He's at like say Kurt Angle's level, and I love Kurt Angle. I'd I'd say Angle's but... better. Yeah, I'm, Just, I'm not yeah. having that. I would say I, I would say Angle's better, but <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean. I get what you're, you're saying. No, hundred percent longevity. Yeah. yeah, Chris is probably up there. But, oh yeah. yeah, no, that that's it. the thing he's got going for him is longevity. Yeah, but he's just not that. But in his head, he is, and that's why he's got AEW, and you know, he you know he tried to make himself the big guy, but he can't wrestle anymore. I mean, the guy's what fifty odd year old now, fifty year olds. Yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, mid mid fifties. He's got to be too, too busy thinking about storming the White House, isn't he? And <laughs> <laughs> no, that's his missus. That's his missus. <laughs> but yeah, it, it it's a shame. Like he's, it's like when you see Flair now, and he's just Flair's just hanging on. And I'm like, come on, Rick. I love you, Rick. But come on, just call it a day. And Jericho is becoming like a Rick Flair now, just trying to hang on. And I'm like. Jericho, just you know, have your matches, become a manager or something. But you know, Mate, I thought, he was, I thought not... when you said he was coming, Flair, you was talking about the allegations. But well, well I mean, the, the, that that probably <laughs> is as well. Uh, but yeah, it's a shame. Like I said, it's a sh- it's a shame when you grow up being fans of these people, and 
you start seeing this other side to him, it's like, man, I just can't like. I I still can't believe that we've got Ric Flair in AEW and they're not sort of utilizing him as a mouthpiece for someone who can't speak well. I think they should. Re- I mean, what are they using Ric Flair for at the moment? They're not really using him, are they, for anything? Well, sponsored, sponsored thing with it with his woo energy woo and energy. whatever. You know, yeah. you've got one of the most sort of recognizable promo guys in the business. Mm. You know, whether you like it or whether you don't like it. You know what I mean? How can you have Ric Flair working in your company and not give him a guy like? Wardlow, for example. Mate, do you know what I mean? You know, we we could book it now, bro. You could have Flair just chatting in his ear, chatting in his ear every week, and we just cut to a little segment every week of him, you know, and then Wardlow just one week just plows through everyone, and then he comes out with Rick Flair and says, all I told him was the truth, that he needs to be front and centre. He, he is the man, and he's, you know, it, it books itself. If you look at AEW, like what I was saying, they could do little things here and there to sort of make things really good if they wanted to. They've got guys there that, if they're booked well, could do it. Yeah, it's like, like I said, I mentioned it earlier, my brother's looking forward to um, Osprey, like, starting his proper run. Have Osprey be your AJ Styles, you know what I mean? You know, he's good on the mic. It's, you know, we're biased because we're English. Cool, so, you know. Of course, bro. It's always <laughs> great to see you know one one of our guys you know do well. Absolutely. But you know you know how great he is in the ring. You know, make him your AJ. Like he's got a bit of a cocky attitude with his promos, but you know, I think people can get behind that like a cocky baby face. Have him be your focus point now. Like your you know build your brand around him. I don't know what the situation was with MJF at the minute. I do think MJF will be in debris eventually. I don't know when. I was going to get. To, I was going to get to MJF. Yep. We got told that it was most likely that he'd signed a new deal with AEW. He's already signed it. And everything, everything was hunky dory. Yeah. I know if I was to give Chris one, you know, surprise entrant into the Royal Rumble, he'd pick MJF. <laughs> Am I right? What? What from AEW? You mean? Or from, well, from anyone? Anywhere? That, anyone that's anyone that's you know potentially without contract in, yeah. in limbo at the moment. Mate, can you, you imagine would... his cocky little smirk walking down the aisle with like a, a little flag that says, thanks trips or something like that, do you know what I mean? Or, you know, like MJF would it'd be absolutely fantastic, bro. Tony Khan will ever melt down. <laughs> oh, mate. I, I still think he's crying that punk. I, and I've said this, if it wasn't for AEW, punk wouldn't be back in WWE at all. No. Um, you know, who said it? They said, do you think Tony misses Punk as a talent or misses him as a friend? And I'm convinced he misses him as a friend. And that really hurt him. Because let's be honest, I've, he's always been insane. I think he's gone even more insane since, like, Punk showed up and people like that. But uh, MJF, yeah, I mean, if he shows up at Rumble, you never know uh, with the Rumble. Like I said, WWE now, they're getting these big deals with Netflix and stuff. I'm guessing, you know, for the big people at the top um and you like the main eventers but we could be getting a bit of a pay rise soon <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you who i'll tell you who we will see at the women's royal rumble and i'll put money on it now i think jay cargill is going to show up in the women's rumble yeah. 
I, I think I put like a little post out the other day. Uh, who would you like to see? And it was like Jade Cargill, Naomi's probably nailed on the beat. I don't know. If she's going to be there. At, yeah, I think she well, will she, turn up. She's going to be back. Um, I would love to see AJ Lee come back because it's been so long, and she seems to be in great shape still. Yeah, I mean, you might even get surprised like uh, Camille from NWA. She might show up. There's been a talks with that girl from Japan, uh, Julia. So, but yeah. Um, do, you, but yeah, do you reckon Cargill, that? Um, sorry, do you reckon that Okada will go WWE? Uh, Okada, um, this is it, isn't it? Um, now, don't get me wrong, he's probably got some friends in AEW, I would imagine so. But you look at WWE now, I guess someone you can compare him to is, say, Shinsuke. Has Shinsuke been world champion? No, he hasn't. Has he done well in WWE? Won US titles and Intercontinental titles. He's fuck, won the Royal Rumble. Been put in a featured program recently again with Cody. You look at that because me and Renee was talking about because Okada now he's 36, I believe, 35, 36. And I said to Renee, I said, Is this his prime years now? He said, Yeah, he said, because basically they know everything now. Um, you know, this is them hitting their stride now. They've, you know, in ring IQ and everything. I'm hearing fact they, that they might end up putting them in NXT. I don't know, but. There's a reason for it. Like people's psychotic emotion. I'm like, they have to learn to work that WWE side, like cameras and stuff like that. You know, yeah. from top to bottom, WWE is a machine, and you have to learn to work in that machine. You don't just show up. And I hate keep going on about AEW and like disparaging them, but I I have to say it. You know, you, it's not like popping up in AEW or even an indie show and just doing your moves, blah blah blah, and that's it. Like. You have to learn how to work in WWE to be a success. I didn't do Shinsuke any harm, and people loved it. And NXT, you know, there's more, NXT's been getting better and better again. Obviously, they had their peaks at one point, then it's gone low again, but they seem to be on that rise again. I would like to see Okada like, go main roster straight away, but although um, obviously he's friends with Shinsuke, so I'm, I'm thinking, right, that's one friend he's got there straight away. I mean, if I was Okada, which I'm not, I wish I was, why wouldn't you want to go to WWE? Like I said, unless Tony just gives him stupid money, which he probably would do. So, um, it, it, the, the thing is, he's got is, great presence. That's the thing. He's got that. Yeah, he he looks he looks really. He just looks like a oh, yeah. like a good fucking pro wrestler. He just has that you know that aura about him. And you know, we've seen, we've watched his Wrestle Kingdom stuff. You know, I'm sure Chris will like to talk about his, his time in TNA. <laughs> Bro, mate, have Sonny okay, Ono walking down to the fucking ring in WWE. Come yeah. on. You remember, you remember that? It was like, it's kind of like uh, he was Kato and Samoa Joe was kind of like he's Green Hornet. Yeah, mate. It was <laughs> Good just. Old days. Oh, mate. It, you know, if, you, if you're looking at it in a career sense, there's only one natural place for Okada to go. If you, if, if it depends what his focus is, if he says, right, I've done everything in Japan that I think I can possibly do. I want to go. If he wants to go to America and make his presence as a sort of a household name, there's only one place that he can go to do that. That's going to give him that platform. That's going to give him that eyes on the product. That's going to give him those big moments, you know, if we can see like an AJ Styles versus a Carter, yeah. you know, if we can see like a, you, do you know what I mean? There's, there's so many, yeah, you know, um, it, it, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, you know what I mean? If we Nakamura, can, Cody, you know, Cody, Roman. 
CM Punk. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, if we can, if we can split it from the emotion, like what you're saying, a lot of these fans, it's it's emotionally driven. It's like, I love AEW, so I want him to go there. It's like, yeah, but you're not looking at it from a logical perspective and from from the point of view of what is this guy really going to, where is he going to cement his legacy? And it ain't going to be in AEW. Like I say, they'll give him all the fanfare and that for his, for, for the, for the debut. But really when it comes down to it, who's going to give him that platform to cement his legacy. And it is WWE. Jade Cargill made that decision because she knew if she wants to step up that level and she wants to cement her legacy in the wrestling business, there was only one place to go, and it's WWE. AEW had the strap on her. She was unbeaten for however many, but they were just throwing fucking jobbers at her. You know, they weren't they weren't even really training her properly. It's become yeah. apparent. You know that that. I mean, I was one of Scary, her biggest critics. I was like, she's yeah. been in AEW for this long. She's not getting any better. She still looks green. Her matches are still meh. You know, but it's not her fault. Maybe she wanted to do better. And it's clear from her going to WWE that she's willing to make the sacrifices and go, right. You might, Tony Khan offered her a lot of money. It came out. He offered her a lot of money. And she said, no, I want to go here. I'll take this amount of money on a downside guarantee or whatever she's taken. But she knows that she's now going to, and I reckon she's going to look a million dollars. I think if she turns up at the rumble, she walks out, she does her thing. She could be a beast. Jay Cargill in the Rumble, she's going to be chucking bits. She's like, you know, Car she's like Cargill a diesel. Out I guarantee it. Oh, uh, mate. You, out on, you know, on WWE is that place. It's the show. And people know that. And people like Okada are not stupid. And if you like what you're saying, is it's exactly true. He He's in those years where he is polished. He's been in the business however long. You know, Renee's right. These guys are at the peak of their sort of wrestling knowledge they, they're not they're not getting any better there's nothing that they don't know so now he wants to if he wants to come to america and do more there's only one place and it's got to be wwe has to be yeah it's it, and it's hard to explain that to diad AEW fans like to them it's just matches but like i said we was brought up on stories and then the day there's a reason to yeah the ratings are not like what it was back in attitude area and never will the thing is, I don't think that's going to come from much now because we mentioned the Netflix deal. Potentially, <laughs> there could be like 10 million people watching that Raw on the Monday night on Netflix. Maybe even more, you know what I mean? Like, Netflix yeah. isn't just a channel. It's a global <laughs> streaming service. Yeah. yeah. When you, you, you have to look at it, you know, you're not on TNT or USA. You're on like a global streaming service. What's going to be seen by millions and millions um like okada v orton okay who's got the best drop kick um honestly it's just uh we, we yeah, know who's we... got the best drop kick it's just i don't think there's any video footage of it though is there like jindrak <laughs> like we, we we would say jindrak has a great drop kick as well but there was one guy in our wrestling training class and he's a friend of ours his name's gilbert holy shit you ever saw this drop kick it was out of this fucking world it was almost and, as uh, good as Jeff Jarrett's. I mean, it was a it was an absolute beauty of a drop kick. <laughs> it was beautiful. Yeah, I, I mean, like we we spoke about it before, but I had to add it in. You know, Okada's drop kick great. Orton's drop kick is great. You know, Bob Holly had a good drop kick as well. Like, but 
you know, shout out to Gilbert. You know, if if he's listening, I'm sure he is. Tell you what, Owen Owen Hart had a great drop kick. Yeah, we had a Maven on recently. He was on like a week or so ago. Shit, Maven. Yeah, Maven had a great drop kick. And uh, we 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 someone asked like who's got the best drop kick, him or Jindrak? He says it depends on the day. But he says Jindrak. He said it's just a freak athlete. So uh, I think we're getting Jindrak back on the show and perhaps in March. So that'll be good because we haven't had him on for a while. No, it's uh, but yeah, no, okay. The, the I, I mean, before we finish this subject on Okada, if he shows up in AEW, I'm like, yeah, he shows up in AEW and he can just have these matches. But I feel like if he's in WWE, it's actually a big deal. Whereas Absolutely. In, he, we, we've seen him in AEW before and like he's just had a couple of matches, that was it. But if he shows up in WWE, it's like, this is actually a big deal. It means something. Yeah, it's hard to explain because people's thinking uh, it's hard to explain, but you know what I mean? It's just WWE will present it as a big deal and, you know, present it better. Whereas in AEW, yeah, you can have these matches and stuff, but then I don't think they would know what to actually do with them. And we've seen that with Edge. He's just having these open matches now. Like, obviously, he had his initial feud with Christian, which made sense, but after that now, he's just having these open matches every week. Uh, Nick Wayne or whoever he's fighting. Like, oh, God, I feel like they, WWE would have a plan. That's the thing with Jade Cargo, like you mentioned. Triple H basically said she'll have fuck all in AEW. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in not so many words. Yeah. yeah it's like basically. it wasn't her fault. He even said it's like, you know, it wasn't her fault, but, you know, she wasn't, you know. Um, but he also said it as well, I want her to be able to deal with whatever is thrown at her because it makes their product look better. You know, because well, he wants her to look good in WWE. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, there's been the comparisons, but she could end up becoming like this generation's China, like larger than life person. Like, I've same as yourself. I went like from what when I saw an AW, I thought fucking hell, she's terrible in the ring, but she's got this star presence. Yeah. So with WWE, which I think they've had her working with Natty Nida and like Tyson Kidd. Um, you know, if you've got people like that helping you work, then you're going to get better. Yeah. And they're taking the time with it. There's, there's no point rushing it. Look at the women's roster they've got. Anyway, Rhea Ripley's killing it. Uh, you've got Becky Lynch. You've got, you know, Asuka. You've Bailey. Well, I know Bailey's had injuries and stuff, but you've got Bailey and Bianca and all them. Like the women's roster is fine. So there's no need to fast track it to yeah. the main roster. Very. Take our time with a uh, trainer, what to do, learn her proper. And then bring her out and because then make you, her into superstar. That's right, because then they do have the option of throwing all of those women that you mentioned at her, and she'd be mm. able to have good matches with them. Because at the moment, she, you know, when she came in initially, they probably thought, well, we want her to be up there with these gals, but if we put her in the ring with them, she's not ready for them. But I think mm. they want to do it properly, like you're saying. They want her to be able to deal with. Those guys, I mean, she. we've said from day one that Jay Cargill, from the moment we saw her, she looked like a million bucks, dude. She was, she had that, like you say, Superhero. that star presence. She was, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Like, you know, the the the, the, uh, the condition she was in, her looks and everything, you know, the hair, the nails, you know, the abs and all that. She was like a bodybuilder or whatever, you know, she was fitness freak, you know, but, and she looked a million bucks. But then when she got in the ring, she was just sort of, she was just not given 
the guidance. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you well, know, she wasn't yeah. given the guidance that she deserved. Really, they did. They did her wrong. They did her wrong. I want to give you another point on the Okada Cargill thing. You signed for AEW. Yes, they might bring out a T-shirt. You know, if you, I mean, what happened with the figures? Then they've sort of died a death, haven't they? You don't see they're not on sale in the UK anymore. I don't see them in Smith's Toys or anything. No, the they're figure, all in my fucking room here. Yeah. The figure thing sort of died out. You know, the merch situation in AEW is it, literally T-shirts or, you know, go to ProWrestlingTees.com, you know, and get yourself a fucking T-shirt off them. So the money's like not really working out. You go to WWE, T-shirts, figures, you know, hats, all that, all that other shit that comes in. WWE can, you know, put your face on it and sell it like like Cody and the the belt, the weight belt. You know, if they can find a way or find something memorable about you, that you know, you're probably going to be able to buy a card of jackets or something if he signs for WWE. It's that sort of like weird shit that makes it more appealing to them. And you know, kids will kids will want that shit. Kids will want to be like a superhero, Jay Cargo. You know, that's my take on it. And you know, I don't usually get too too wild and heavy about these sort of things, but that for me, I think it just makes sense that Okada joins WWE as well. It's um, yeah, it's uh, definitely um, <clears throat> it'd be interesting. I like you mentioned that I can definitely see a spot with her throwing out Nia Jax. Um, I think that writes itself. Um, like like really easily, yeah. Like it just makes. Makes perfect sense for her. To I mean, just she's jump. tall enough to like give the big boot to someone on the ropes and kick them, literally kick them in the face, and they'll just go out backwards. Like she could do that. She's tall enough. I think. Enough. I think she'll pick Nia up and throw. You it think out. so? Yeah, I think that's got to be the. That's got to be the spot, hasn't it? That'll be a, the memorable spot. She literally picks her up and just launches her out. Like, she chucks within, her out on her hole. Before before we let let you go, James. Like I just wanted to make a quick point about Ric Flair as well. We did mention Ric Flair. I watched that motherfucker retire in 2008. He owes me. I'm not having that, you know, he's still bowling about in the ring, having one last match in that. I paid good money to watch his last match in 2008 in Florida. You were on the DVD <laughs> shouting, thank you, Rick. Thank I was. you, Rick. I've like, seen it. I'm on that DVD. I've yeah. seen it. <laughs> <laughs> and also, at the WrestleMania tailgate party beforehand, they were handing out like TNA were there holding out, handing out free T-shirts. I've still got mine. It's still in the drawer. Like I refuse to get rid of it. I bet I don't wear it anywhere. And been like it's probably a size too small. But it's like it's just a plain white T-shirt with a TNA logo. It's like it was proper like indie moves from TNA at that time. Like outside of the WrestleMania party, just handing out free T-shirts to anyone that would take one. I mean, of course we took them. Like we're not stupid. But well, Rick went to TNA afterwards, didn't he? He did. Yeah, because he. Needed more matches and more money. The fuck. <laughs> when you've got that many ex-wives, dude, you can't blame him. Uh, lads, I've got a bit of a surprise for you. Right, lads. Mr. Paul London. Oh, shit. Yo. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, you're looking at me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, well, let me see if I can... Can you see him now? Yeah, man. That's cool. Top guy, man. Top guy. That's Chris. Hey, what's going on, Paul? You all right? Go on, Chris, get in this. You live in the Lucha Mask shop. <laughs> All right, no, no, it's just my uh, my games room, man. A lot of uh, memorabilia and paraphernalia, dude. To be fair, he's probably got a picture of you up there somewhere. I know, I've got some, yeah, I've got some cards here with him on, <laughs> for sure. Oh, 
Oh no, sorry, I had my headphones. There, there we go, there we go. We're sorted now. We're sorted now. There you, go. you can hear us now, lads. Sorry, this is Chris, right? Yeah. Chris and JB, yeah. Nice to meet you, Paul, man. Hope you're well. Chris and JB, yeah. There, I can hear you guys now. I was like, wait, are these guys are on mute? It's going good to meet you guys. Uh, third party. Yeah, man. Maybe we can uh, have a foursome one day. No, uh, no pun intended. Yeah. No, hey, pun intended, man. Bring it. Let's find some let's find some gals. Um <laughs> yeah, no, that would be cool, actually. Uh we could do a we'll get a we'll get a proper link so that we don't do this uh this flea market connection. Nice, nice. <laughs> Good stuff, awesome. man. Nice to meet you, bro. Nice to nice, nice to, to meet chat you, to you. No, likewise, man. You guys have a good chat and I uh, look forward to uh that foursome. Nice, dude. Hey, cheers, brother. Great stuff. Right, guys. Thanks, Phil. I'll chat to you later, yeah? All right, brother. Sounds good, man. And we'll talk soon. And watch Paul. Oh, I will. <laughs> right, yeah, cheers. you'll like that guy. All right, cheers. man. Talk soon, brother. Right. All right, later. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's nuts, man. You chuck us Paul London on, a, on 11 o'clock on a fucking Wednesday night. Right. <laughs> sorry, what he says. Oh, sorry. Uh, it keeps cutting off. There we go. I've got you now. No, Paul's great, dude. <laughs> he really is. No, oh, man, I really appreciate that, James. Like that was, uh, was really, uh, really cool. Like, you know, you don't have to do shit like that, and you know, that's uh, yeah. I, I would, I would get Renee, but Renee's just a grumpy person in general. <laughs> <laughs> Renee's probably in the gym. The guy goes to the gym like six times a day. <laughs> you know, you know what? It was, um, it's nuts talking about Paul. You know, like I remember a certain time in WWE, you know, when Spanky and that was there. So you had like, you know, Paul and Kendrick and all that. And you Ashley, know, that, yeah. Yeah, you know, that sort of era. There were some great workers in WWE oh, at that yeah. time, man. I mean, was it was that when Birchall was there as well? Yeah, Birchall, uh, when, when he was like <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow. Uh, yeah. Like the Dave Taylor Birchall. tagging with Regal. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was... Uh, Birchall got a pop that that night after WrestleMania in in Orlando, WrestleMania like the night after WrestleMania twenty four, they brought him out on like I think it was like Heat or whatever they were recording before Raw, and like Bertrand got a pop, and it was like, oh shit, like you know people actually remember him from the UK stuff. Like it was a uh, people were chanting FWA and everything. Like it was hilarious. Like <laughs> you, know, you get an FWA chant in you know in WWE Raw tapings like. That was good shit. Man. Great stuff, man. It was a good. It was a good era, man. That you know, it was um, it was a lot of good good workers uh, during that time. Yeah, no, nice. I was a big fan of Kennedy. We we had him on recently, Kennedy, and um, because it, it's kind of like that two thousand six, two thousand seven sort of time. Yeah, and uh, I think that's the right time. And yeah, man, Kennedy, like he told me like what went down. He he, he forgives or and now he said he said. Because obviously you know the spot I'm talking about when he done the uh, yeah. backdrop and that and they say Orton basically gone fired. He said for a long time I blamed Orton. He said, but he said really I should have been looking in the mirror. But, but man, Kennedy, he should have been like the next Austin. Really, he's a, he he's a massive so, what if, isn't it? Like, yeah, he was so good and like I mean, I look at what ifs. I was actually going to create a new channel called What If Wrestling, like scenarios. Obviously, got the obvious ones like what if the Montreal screw job didn't happen, for example. Um, what if so? One of the original, one of my favorite what ifs I love playing with. I, I would like to do it as a channel, 
but I'm not great at editing. It will take so long to edit. So one of the original plans back in the day, leading up to WrestleMania 4, was that Macho Man was going to defeat Honk Tonk Man for the IC belt. And then at Mania, DiBiase was going to become WWF champion. Because Vince always liked back in them days, like because uh, he, he he would do like free uh, free um, road crews, you would have yeah the one set of you know live shows would be with the WWF champion, then one with the IC and one with the tag. So when um, so Matchman was going to defeat Honky Tonk, become IC champ, and that would have allowed DiBiase to become the world champion because he always liked having one heel, and one babyface champion. Well, because Honky Tonk didn't want to put over Matcha Man, that's why Matcha Man became WWF champion instead. So we was robbed of DiBiase becoming WWF champion. I'll never forgive it, Honky Tonk, wow. for it. But no, uh, what's that? Yeah, but like, well, yeah, Kennedy, yeah, definitely one of them what ifs. Um, I loved his theme songs. He was good on. The, he was great on the mic. He was capable in the ring. Uh, yeah, shame it, but that 2006 2007 days, yeah, like that SmackDown crew, um, was pretty decent and raw. Um, like I said, Ruthless Aggression era. I, I would, I say, I love, I love uh, New Generation era because obviously Brett and Sean and stuff, but that Ruthless Aggression era from you know 01 02 ish to 2010, for example. That was the era I remember the most because I was like a teenager and I remember all of it so vividly. Well, we, Mate, we lived through Super Cena, didn't we? That is true. <laughs> Mate, I mean, talk about Kennedy. He was in TNA, though. He went he went to TNA and did well. Yeah, good spot. Um, he actually said that's actually his favourite theme song from his career, his TNA one. Yeah, it was great. So uh, I remember when he dressed up as Sting that one time. <laughs> <laughs> he was a spit an image of like 90s thing, server stink. It was proper good, man. Like you know, these these TNA does not get the props it deserves. I no, I, I don't think for you know for legacy stuff. I mean, I'm I'm this close to signing up to the TNA streaming service just so I can watch sort of all the older stuff. How much is it? Yeah, is it, how, I mean... how, how do we watch TNA in the UK now? Do you have to be subscribed to their YouTube channel? Like well, um, membership. Well, their their YouTube channel they put up full pay per views all the time, um, which is great. But no, you they've got like an online streaming service. So you go to impactwrestling.com or whatever now it's tna.com or whatever, and uh, you log in and then you've just got yeah you you've got they've got their own sort of um, streaming Impact service. Plus, isn't it? Yeah, it's like That's TNA right, yeah. TNA plus TNA, or TNA plus now. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you know and and. It, I, many many times I went to TNA live in this country. They were over here solidly for like a good four or five years. I think they were they they used to hit Glasgow, Liverpool, Birmingham, London, Coventry. You know, so they they were going they were doing like a full UK tour every every year. They do a tenner a month or nine ninety nine US, but mm. you don't get all the pay per view events. But I, to be a honest, no, no. But to to be honest though, I'd be watching the archive stuff, man. Those weekly you know, shows from like oh two, bro. I want. Do you know what I want to watch? You know, one of the some of the most underrated stuff that from TNA was um, New Jack and Shark Boy, right? So, right. <laughs> New Jack and Shark Boy. Fuck, man. 
Dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> what have we just become here? <laughs> so at that time, Shark Boy just didn't speak, right? I don't know if you remember the the thing where Shark Boy was injured and he was in hospital for ages. Yeah, and then he woke up <laughs> and he thought he was Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? <laughs> so before that, he never used to speak. But you had it them two were like a tag team. So you had New Jack and Shark Boy. Shark Boy was a complete mute, but Shark Boy was like playing New Jack at all these games. So like one week it was like, you know, this game or that game. And then another week you've got like Shark Boy and New Jack in this blow-up paddling pool with like, you know, throwing the hoops on on like the stumps and stuff. And it, it was just you know, it was just great stuff, man. It was just it was pure gold. I mean, and it's still, you know, I would pay a tenner a month just to watch those initial sort of, um, you know, the, the TNA. I remember I was working for a well-known, I mean, this is years ago when TNA first came out. I was working, let's just say, for a well-known and probably the first home grocery delivery service company right um that sounds like a carda but it's not right so i was working for them and they had like a like a computer room an internet computer room where on your lunch break or your break or whatever you could just go on the computers because not every i mean i had a laptop but i was doing other stuff on it you know what i mean music stuff or whatever i was doing on it and you know used to the internet wasn't as huge as it is today oh, but you had the music, only way music. in the uk yeah, music. Yeah, do the music. Do the dance for your yeah. So I used to, I used to, uh, on my lunch break, I used to go on TNA.com and you could see clips of what was going on because when TNA first started, you had people like Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Macho Man Randy Savage. Um, yeah. You know, you had <laughs> all Shamrock, these. Yeah, yeah, you know, you had all these, all these, yeah, Shamrock, you had all these guys coming through and it was like, they really were sort of like your underdog company, you know, but they had great workers. They had, you know, they had fantastic stuff going on. They had your AJ Styles, your, your Chris Harris's, your Robert Roods, you know, your, mm. your fucking... Um, uh, Kid Cush was a great heel for early TNA days. Fantastic, you know, and you you, you had... Um, oh, who's the Mon little Canadian? Monty Brown and that shit, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Monty Brown, you know, all these guys, you know. So mm. TNA really does hold a sort of... Yeah. A place in my a, a place in my heart from from those years where I used to go on TNA.com. It was the only place you could really see what was going on or watch their shows or whatever. Yeah. You know? And then late later on, you could go on do you remember TV show Bravo, the channel? Oh yeah, man. Right? Especially so, on, kids. Was, after yeah. ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah dude. So on Bravo, that was where you had TNA was on Bravo for many, many years. And then, like that you say, the only challenge. TNA that was on Bravo. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it's yeah. true, man. It's true. You know, so it was, it went from that to being on our terrestrial TV. And I used to, without fail, without, I've still got a tape within these VHSs behind me, right? I've still got a tape of Against All Odds from mm. like fucking like 2000 and something, early 2000, mid 2000s, taped off of Bravo with all the adverts and everything like that. You know, you had, it, it was just incredible. The, the matches that they used to have. And, you know, you I think of uh, British boot camp as well. Uh, yeah. British boot camp. Uh, 
in my early days, I had the Blossom Twins on the show. They was lovely. And uh, oh, mate, I wanted to. I tried to get them on actually because I think they've um, yeah. one of them's an author now or something, isn't it? She's done write, yeah. writing kids books or I think so, like cookbooks and stuff now. I think yeah, uh, bakery. Uh, yeah, they were lovely. Uh, like, uh, how did I contact them? I don't know if it was like through their email or Instagram. It was this was a while ago. To be fair, now this is when I was still doing my old show. Yeah, but uh, no, no, they're lovely girls to um, talk to. Um, they was great. Um, now TNA, TNA was uh, TNA was great. Um, you had the machine guns against you know beer money. Um, yeah, like British invasion, like you know Magnus and uh, Dougie Williams. Mate, I've got, I've still got my British invasion T-shirt that I got when yeah. I went to TNA. Yeah, and it was Dougie Williams and um, Magnus. You know, um, Nick Oldis, and we Mac showed this. DM, yeah, I'm right. I'm pulling out my oh, Nick Nick Oldis gladiators figure right. I, i've got one of them yeah get he Stay sent on. me one didn't he bring out the ones when he was in nwa like little retro yeah. ones yeah the little oh, retro yeah. ones I've, I've got a signed one from him mate i used to love i mean magnus was great in you know but they also had nigel mcginnis um in nigel McGuinness. Uh, tna he was like what uh, Desmond wolf you guess it wolf yeah you know and um it was it was just a place where you know, you had matches like fucking Kurt it, Angle versus AJ Styles and Christopher it, Daniels versus AJ Styles. Loads of very good matches that they had. It, it was a true alternative. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, X Division. I mean, I don't know what the rules was for the X Division, but, you know, it felt different. You had the ultimate X, and that's what I miss. Um, like, I'll give a cheap plug. Uh, I got a, she, she said she'll come on a, on our show uh, soon, uh, SoCal Val, don't know if you remember the ring announcer, bro. We uh, we were in, we bumped we, into her in the in yeah. Cardiff, yeah. So, just a, a quick one we we was we were we know the guy, um, what, what's his name, Mad, Mad Dog, Dog, right? Yeah, Mad Dog Mike. So, Mike yeah. Angus, yeah, Mad Dog Angus, and uh, we were chatting with him and that. And he goes, Oh, if you can't come and sit with us at the table, SoCal Val's coming later on, right? Like, okay, so we're sitting there watching fucking Raw. And so Cal Val comes in. Oh hi, how you doing? Yeah, she sits at the table with us, and I was like, oh shit, that's mad. She lives in Milton Keynes, I think. Yeah, oh, she must yeah. have. She must. I think she's married. She must have married like a British guy. I don't know if it's someone. I think in the she did. Yeah, a wrestler. Yeah, um, but yeah, because uh, like she emailed me the other day and said she'd love to come on the show and that. So we're just sorting a timeout uh, now. Um, but what was I going to say? But yeah, T and felt like an alternative even though there were some WWE names like your care angles and stuff it felt like a true alternative like you had jj styles like you said you had kate um kane uh, abyss and all these people and i mean the rest of them was top notch especially the tag teams like i said machine guns beer money british invasion i mean even team 3d like dudley boys was great to watch but i hate going back to aw but AW doesn't feel like an alternative. It just feels like it's bad garbage indie wrestling. I, I guess that is an alternative, but it's not an alternative I enjoy watching. Whereas in TNA, loved watching TNA, and uh, and obviously you know it lost its way towards the end, unfortunately. But now um, TNA, um, fuck man, I even loved the video game. You know, bro. Um, thank you great. for saying that, right? Everyone hated on that video game, bro. But the the TNA video game was fucking good, dude. It was um, yeah, it really was good, man. 
you've got a lot of guys that worked in TNA that are actually in WWE now. Like even Abyss. Abyss is one of the producers. Yeah. And Jeremy the Boras is there yeah. as well, isn't he? Um, yeah. And you've got, so the guy from um, Fa- uh, Del Fantasma, who did that massive oh, fucking leap. Santos Escobar. Oh, the Zima I and DJZ. Zima, DJZ. We spoke about, I was like, yeah. I, was saying bromance. I was like. We need a bromance reunion. Bro, I'm telling you, yeah. I was like. I remember, oh, mate, yeah, and the guy with the fucking head. Oh, dude, don't, man, because you're getting me too excited. Like, that was that was a fantastic era, but a lot of those guys have progressed. Like you say, DJ Z, I was saying, like, he was in TNA for nearly 10 years, and yeah. then now he's in NXT, and he's doing great stuff, you know? Well, it's... Santos Escobar, El Fantasmo, um, obviously, he was in TNA for a bit, um, yeah. flipping... And uh, Angel Garcia, whatever he's called now. Yeah. Um, Garza Jr. back in um, TNA. Yeah. You know, there is a lot of TNA talent in the, you know, obviously AJ's the big one now. Yeah. Um, like that debut. <laughs> Seriously, I couldn't believe it. I feel like, Man oh at the Rumble. God. Yeah. I, oh. I do I do wish he would get a haircut and a shave and go back to his old school and, you know, come out to the ring to get ready to fly. Um. I wish that day would happen, but it's never gonna happen because I fucking love that song. <laughs> well, was that that that's the the one that he was used to come out to in TNA? Yeah, get ready to fly. Well, it was two. There was the original, which was I am, I am, I am. And that's then... the one that I get excited yeah, when I hear. I, I am, I am. I used to, yeah. that is, to me is like TNA in a nutshell. That song, but yeah, get it's... ready to fly is the uh, other one. Yeah, but, but you know. Like he's having these matches with Kurt Angle, uh, unbelievable matches, obviously. And you know, Kazarian was there, Daniels, like you said, um, Curry Man, like, you know what I mean? Curry Man, you know, hot and spicy. Konnichiwa! Come on, <laughs> <laughs> super Eric. I mean, fuck man, there, like I kind of stay in contact with uh, Matt Morgan. I loved his Renaissance Blueprint. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked LAX, but. TNA was better than AEW, but I promise, obviously, that it's lost its way. Now, fingers crossed, Scott Demore seems to have his head on his shoulders, and they're making shrewd signings. Um, hopefully, you know, they will get to that point one day, you know, fingers crossed. I'm more excited for TNA than I'm AEW at the minute, because yeah. I think, I think TNA's going to outlive AEW. <laughs> Well, we said this uh, maybe just before the end of the year, like we said that TNA would have a better 2024 than AEW would, and I I fully believe yeah. that. Sorry, yeah. sorry, James. Um, before before like you know we all get told off for being up too late. <clears throat> I wanted to you know I want to talk about your show. I want to talk about Cafe de Reno, like you know, tell us about what's coming up and what you've got next. What you know, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a nice busy WrestleMania season for you as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, Renee's going to be at the Rumble this weekend. <laughs> so I have to do the show by myself. <laughs> People keep asking, is he going to come back? Under the right circumstances, I, I, you know, I don't want to speak for him, but I think he would. Obviously, the big thing is now Backlash is going to be in France. So people say, will we see a lot of resistance in that? Now, Renee would tell me if it was happening, but for the guy, he probably wouldn't. So... I can't say if he is or he isn't. I would like to see him show up. Um, it would be great. It'd be good to, you know, be good for the channel. Now, uh, so with like we've got our Patreon. So um, on the Patreon we do like watch along exclusive. So this weekend we'll be doing them um, Survivor uh, Royal Rumble. 
So as for the show coming up, this Friday we've got uh, Justin Gabriel coming on, PJ Black. So uh, that should be a good one, especially for Nexus fans. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to asking them about, Nexus. Sweet Soraya was meant to come on the other night, but something happened literally last minute, so she couldn't pop on. Uh, so we're rescheduling. Uh, I think we've got Al Snow. We'll, on we'll talk after the recording, yeah? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah definitely. <laughs> Uh, Al Snow's coming on in a couple of weeks, uh, unless That'd he changes his mind. Who else? Ah, oh, do you remember the Ascension? Um, O'Connor Victor. and Victor. Yeah, yeah Victor. That's what you're asking, Jake. Uh, Chris, <laughs> the Victor <laughs> goatee. Um, yeah, I think he's coming on, and like I said, so Calval, I think, will be coming on real soon. So we're, we're lining up guests, but yeah, we're just um, you know, doing what we're doing. We, I try to put out a clip every day. I mean, after this, um, I'll be making a clip of uh, Devon. Talking about you know the Edge and Jeff Hardy spear spot WrestleMania, so uh, he got like um, Devon said to I said what was going through your head and he was like I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> I <Like, laughs> but no, like so I'm so grateful. Like re- like Renee's thanked me for starting the show and I thanked him for giving me the chance because I'm I'm not bragging because I am just a fan. But like I- I'll say it how it is. I've interviewed Kurt Angle, dream come true. I've interviewed Jake Snake Roberts. Devon Dudley was on. I've spoke. I've interviewed Rob Van Dam a few times now. Mr. Kennedy, Chav- I wasn't on the Chavo one. I was sick, and I was on. And I wasn't on the Mark Henry one as well because I was ill, and I was so disappointed. But you know, Paul London, we're good friends now. We met through the podcast. Um, I've interviewed so many of my crushes now, like Dawn Marie, uh, Angelina Love, <laughs> mate. Don't get me started on the on the uh, the TNA knockouts as well because yeah. you know Gail Kim, Velvet Sky Kim. two words Velvet Sky. Well, yeah, uh, we had Gail Kim on the show. Like, don't be wrong. Like, when I had my own show, I was able to get some guests, but obviously, you know, it helps. Fat, you know, it's Renee's show. We had Victoria on the show, uh, Tara, whatever yeah. for TNA fans. She was great in TNA. Yeah, she really was. Um, like I said, we're getting so Calval soon. It's great for I've been able to, you know, Maven. I've got Maven's phone number now. We keep in contact. It's great because it's given me. I'll never be in the business. I know that I'll never be a wrestler. But then again, I look at today's wrestlers and I'm thinking perhaps it isn't too late, James. But <laughs> uh, okay. this is the closest I'll ever be to being in the business, and the fact that. I've been able to form some sort of, I would say, kind of like friendships, but connections with some people. I've had, like, we've had, like, you know, no end of people on the show. And obviously, me and Renee, we've become good friends. You know, we talk every day. We have our fallouts uh, over creative ideas, but I think that's why he kind of respects me, because I I just don't accept everything he says. I push back, uh, because as much as it is his baby, it's my baby as well. And he respects my opinion. And if I say something's not going to work, he takes that. And if he says something will work, I'll, you know, we see how it goes. A lot of work goes into it. I, I thank Renee because he keeps up with the schedule and, you know, he puts the work in. He helps get the guests on as well. And obviously, I do a lot of the editing stuff. We have Jonah who helps us as well. He makes the YouTube shots and he fills in for me when I'm ill. Um, but no, um, yeah, Cafe Day Renee, thank, we're grateful we started it. Like I said, we're coming up to 21,000 subs, past 8 million views, which is amazing. So, yeah, so 8 million times my face has been seen. So, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
mate. Well, so anyone listening to this, definitely get on, um, subscribe to the channel. Um, like you're saying, plenty of interviews on there. A fucking huge, you know, backlog of of stuff that you can just get straight into and and watch and then keep up every week. You've got guys coming on all the time, right? And you've got the watch alongs on Patreon that you're doing as well. So keeping people entertained. Yeah, one one of the things as well. Um, so I think we're going to start bringing some more because uh, some of the things we have on our Patreon, we have a uh, WrestleMania where we just look at funny wrestling memes, which I think I'll be recording that in about an hour. Um, <laughs> we we look at wrestling botches and memes and stuff. We did we have that show. We have we're doing the pay per view this weekend, but normally we do like a match of the week watch along. But one of the things we also got is our Discord group and. Um, I, I would have put the Discord group on for free, but with the Patreon, it's fetting out like the nuisance nuisance, basically, because yeah, I want to build like a real great community. And the Discord group is a bonus for everyone who subscribes because um not only do you get all that content, but you've actually got this great community of fellow fans, not just off the channel, but wrestling fans or Whatever we like, it we've got we talk about sports, um, TV, movies, video games, obviously wrestling. We've built up a real great community, and we have like our regular people fans who che- tunes in every week. And it's actually a great spot just to talk to like normal, rational wrestling fans who criticizes AEW, criticizes WWE, or even TNA. But yet, we have our moments where we praise all separate companies. And it's great, and it's actually a real great community where I can talk to these people, and I always check in and talk to everyone. So, no, it's, I'm really, really thankful for starting the podcast, and um, yeah, hopefully, you know, the end goal is to get to 100k one day. But you know, we'll just keep working towards it. But uh, yeah, slowly but surely. Anyway, it won't be long before we see that gold or silver. Was it a silver plaque in in the background? Uh, he, knows, you know. he, he he's promised it to me. I said he was getting it, Renee. He said you can have it, James. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> fingers crossed, one day. <laughs> hey, that is good shit, man. Um, right, we're not going to let you go, James, just yet because we're just gonna we're gonna wrap this up and then because we want to have a quick chat with you after we hit you know stop recording. Yeah. So what the hell, guys? Thank you so much for sticking around. Don't forget hit the like and subscribe on this video and check out Cafe de Rene with James and Rene every week where they talk to wrestling personalities. They, you know, they chat shit too, just like we do. So what else can we say, Chris? Just thankful for everyone who's got their eyes on this. Looking forward to the Royal Rumble this weekend. Hopefully uh, we get to see some new faces, some old faces, and just uh, overall it's going to be a good event. Like I say, maybe we can hook up this weekend, bro, and uh, have like a sleepover. Do you remember then when you used to have your brethren come over? You used to watch the uh, the late night events, yeah? So maybe we can do a sleepover. We'll chat to the wives. Um, and yeah, so looking forward to Royal Rumble, really. I'm actually quite gassed for this weekend. Yeah, man, can't wait. Um, so for now, we say thank you so much for checking us out. From me, JB, the man next to me, the best Chris in all of wrestling podcasts, Mr. Chris Dredd, and the the man joining us as well, the best James in all of wrestling podcasts. Thank you so much, everyone. Take care. We will see you soon. Thanks. Peace. Ico Pro, you've got to want it. 